Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Creating a baby registry can be overwhelming. Though you may be planning to breastfeed, you might want to add baby bottles to your list, but you have no idea where to start. In an endless sea of baby items, how do you even choose what's right for your baby? Today we're learning all about the different features available when buying baby bottles for breastfed babies. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Preggy Pals has several series, just like this one, to provide parents-to-be with helpful information. Visit the episode guide on our website to scroll through the previous topics. Listen directly on your computer, through iTunes, or download our free app available on Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. And be sure to check out our new network app, where you can listen to all of your favorite new mommy media shows on the go. Here's Sunny with more information on how you can get involved with Preggy Pals. All right, everybody. So we love to hear from our listeners. We love for you guys to be part of our show. We have some segments on our website that you guys can check out and submit to. Uh, we love to get mail from you guys and and just, you know, get some feedback on what you think about the show. We love to have um, you guys suggest story ideas, episode ideas for us. So we have, what is it now, a hundred and th- over 130 episodes for Preggy Pals. And um, it, it's helpful to get some ideas <laughs> after 130 episodes. Yes. <laughs> so if if uh, if you guys are listening and you want us to do a specific episode, just email it to me and I'll totally check it out. Um, and a lot of our really good episode ideas have come from that. So appreciate you guys sending stuff in. Thank you, Sunny. Yep. All right. So let's cover some panelist introductions. I'll go first. I'm Stephanie Glover, host of Preggy Pals. I'm also a trained childbirth educator. I'm 33 and I have two daughters, ages four and two. Gretchen, my four-year-old, was my C-section baby. And Lydia, my two-year-old, was my V-back. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm 31. I am a stay-at-home mother. Um, My daughter is two. Her name is Gabriella. And my son is four months. And Gabriella was a C-section. And so was Emerson. Thank you for being here. And funny. Yeah, I have four kiddos, too. Um, I have, um, let's see, my oldest is five, a boy. I have a three-year-old boy. And then I have twin girls who are just turning two now. And um, my first baby was a vaginal birth and uh, with an epidural, which I highly recommend for those of you who are on the fence. And if you're not a big fan of pain, <laughs> I like <laughs> epidurals. Um, and then uh, my other two, so my second baby and my twins were both cesarean. I did have to do bottles actually with all of my babies. I breastfed all of my babies, but then there are times where, you know, you're away and... You're in the studio? You're in the studio. <laughs> well, some, sometimes my babies just came with me to oh, yeah. the studio. <laughs> We've got some funny pictures of that. Um, me holding like two babies and like <laughs> handling all the editing equipment. It's, 
stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, but then then there's sometimes where sometimes you just need a break, right? And, you know, you can pump before and then feed your baby to breast milk later on. So, yeah. But the babies have to take the bottles, which is what we're going to talk about today, right? Right. Thank you. Yes. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Before we kick off today's show, we're going to talk about a news headline here. And um, this is uh, coming out of the Cleveland Clinic, which those of you that listen to Preggy Pals know that I am an Ohio native. Don't live there anymore. But this is from my hometown kind of of thing. (laughs) Represent. (laughs) Represent. Okay. So the Cleveland Clinic is doing something really great with 10 women that suffer from uterus factor infertility. They call that UFI. And anyways, they're going to have a chance to become pregnant by uh, doing this uterus transplant transplant surgery. And it's the first time that this is being done in the United States. Apparently, there's 50,000 women in the United States that can't get pregnant due to UFI. So this could actually potentially help a lot of women out there. The difference with this, I don't know if you guys remember, but on Preggy Pals, we talked about a similar case um, of a womb transplant in Sweden. So apparently, that was using a living donor organ. In this one with the Cleveland Clinic, it's going to use deceased donor organs. And they say that's going to minimize injuries and time in the operating room. They keep saying, hey, this is still experimental. They don't want to get people's hopes up too much. But man, I mean, I, I, I know I went through a little bit of infertility in the beginning um, with my first child. And, you know, they did a bunch of tests on us and couldn't figure out what was wrong. I think overall just happened to be a timing thing. But I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what if we can't have children? You know, and if I was one of these 50,000 women, I'd be pretty excited to hear about something that could totally change, you know, your whole life, right? So I don't know. Stephanie, what do you think? Oh, I think it's incredible. I think this is an example of when science is on our side, Um, particularly. Well, I think either way, if it's living or deceased, yeah, because I remember the article about the woman in Sweden, I want to say the the donor was maybe in her 60s. Oh, really? I think Gosh, she was one of that. Which is actually pretty neat because if you're not using it, why not let someone else use it's it? True. Right? It's true. It's, it's true. It's really cool. Yeah. So um, I would be curious um, to know how they would decide on um, which deceased women are eligible to, to donate. I don't know if it touches on that. Hmm. Only because I have, have a scar on my uterus from my first C-section. But it would be something that I would totally willing to check on that, you know donor card (laughs) am i (laughs) eligible because i just think what what an awesome what an awesome opportunity i guess so right i think it's interesting part of a little bit a selfish part of me is like if i have if this you know goes through and it's a thing could they use this for moms that have had c-sections and that Mm. you know if you want to have yeah exactly because my midwife was like you've had two c-sections you might have more c-sections now depending on what um dr cap wrote in your um medical records your uterus might be too thin to go through um the trial of labor you might hemorrhage that you know it's a real real possibility so i'm sitting here selfishly thinking no. Right. Oh, right. I can get a new uterus that ha- doesn't have any scars, and then I can try my vaginal delivery. With my luck, I'd probably have another C-section. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, just, it's an interesting thought. But it would be a lower risk C-section. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, a really interesting. awesome thought. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think it can help so many mamas out there. 
that really want to have babies. So anyways, uh, kudos to Cleveland Clinic for giving this a go. Um, and yeah, we'll be tracking it. So hopefully, you know, more information. I'm sure if it's successful, we're going to hear a lot more about this. So we'll and we should have them on our it. show. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I don't think if we just called Cleveland Clinic, though, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, let me release the names of our patients to you. Or something like HIPAA or something like that. that I think it protects what? them. <laughs> I know, right? But you'll be internet famous. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so we'll be tracking this for you guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today we're discussing baby registries, specifically bottles. Joining us on the phone is Gina Chanier, certified lactation counselor, mom of two breastfed kids, and global vice president of healthcare relations at Lansano, a breastfeeding and pumping accessories company. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Gina. Thank you. So if you're intending to breastfeed, you may wonder how bottles even enter the situation. Um, And if you've ever had children or breastfed a baby, choosing bottles for your breastfed baby and putting them on the registry can feel really overwhelming. So let's kind of discuss how to even get started here. So why is choosing a bottle for a breastfed baby so different than for a non-breastfed baby? When a baby is breastfeeding, um, there are some really specific things that happen as far as how the baby latches or attaches onto the breast, how their tongue moves, how they really in an amazing natural process really sort of invite the milk to come down to come out of the breast. And that's called a letdown. So those are some really naturally triggered situations that are happening when a baby is breastfeeding. And when a baby is, a breastfed baby is is using a bottle, one of the things that has been, you know, able to happen is that, you know, sucking at the breast is different than sucking on a bottle. Baby is using their tongue motion called peristaltic motion. It's just, you know, this, this up and down motion that baby's tongue does to get the milk to come down. And when a baby is using sort of a traditional bottle, the milk just pours out. It just, you tip it over and it just pours out. So baby doesn't have to do the same things that they're doing when they're breastfeeding. The milk is immediate. And when they're at the breast, the milk is not immediate because baby sucks, then the milk lets down, then the baby's sucking and swallowing. So what can end up happening is a breastfed baby sucks one way at the breast, doesn't really need to suck that same way at a bottle, and that's where it can get a little confusing for the baby, or they start to develop a preference for the breast or the bottle. Some babies have no problem with this. Other babies think, wait, hold on a second, what am I doing? Where am I? What am I supposed to be doing with my tongue? And it just can lead to some frustration. So there have been bottles and nipples specifically, really, that have been made to, to really take into account what baby does when at the breast, and you can't ever replicate that ever, but you can closely mimic to allow baby to use those same actions when using a bottle, but not all nipples are the same, and it's a little bit of a trial and error to see which one baby is going to take to. Yeah, and I was just going to ask, you know, do they they come in different shapes and sizes, and then, um, you know, is it something you have to change as they get older? Yeah, I mean, there are many shapes, many sizes, and to be honest with you, many marketing claims that 
some are valid, some are not valid. And so it's really um, can be a little confusing for mom to try to figure out in the sea of products what's going to be right for her baby. Um, you know, there are nipples that are wide based, and then there are some that are smaller. Um, there's some that stretch more than others. And it really, this is the hard part. It, it really depends on how your baby sucks and how your baby breastfeeds. My son was very efficient, got on, nursed, you know, under 10 minutes and he was done. So the, the nipple that I needed to use for him maybe was a little bit of a faster flow because he could handle that. With my daughter, she needed something a little bit slower. And that's really hard to know ahead of time because your baby also in the beginning could be, you know, a little bit slower of a sucker. And then they start to wake up from being, you know, after their birth, which is a, you know, a, a long, hard process for them. And then they become a lot more efficient. So it, it really does. It, it is a, a watch and see type of thing, um, which I know where we really want sort of step-by-step instructions in these things, but sometimes it's a little bit hard because you don't know how your baby is going to be, um, you know, ingesting the milk and how quickly they're going to want that flow. So, you know, what I recommend is watch your baby, how they would, you know, feed from a bottle. And then if it's taking a really long time, you may need to move up. If it's taking a too short of a time and they're gulping and, and drinking too fast, you might go down a size. Oh, and so would you recommend that you just sort of wait it out and see how baby's doing or should moms register for a few different types in advance to try them out? Yeah. I mean, I do think, you know, best laid plans go out the window um, when you've got humans involved, (laughs) (laughs) especially very small humans who are just figuring out this whole, I was just born. What am I supposed to be doing here? And, you know, it's really important to be prepared for things. And, you know, sometimes milk doesn't come in right away. And, you know, the most important thing is baby needs to get fed. And so, you know, mom may have had a hard birth or whatever happens, it's good to have something in the house so that if somebody needs to feed the baby, you know, mom can pump, they can feed the baby. Um, You know, it's important to have those, those sort of those tools with you. So what I recommend is researching you know, reading reviews of other moms who have used products, having at least a few different options, slow, slow, medium, slow, because again, when you're in that situation, you want to be able to grab a tool and and have something so you're able to feed the baby. Right. If it's 3 a.m., you don't want to be running to a store trying to figure it out. No, not so much. (laughs) And how many bottles should you register for if you plan to... um to give your baby that, that breast milk in a bottle? What I recommend is when you're registering, it's, it's, you know, people do like to give presents and people like for you to be picking things out, but I wouldn't go and get, you know, a 24 pack of a certain type because really what a nipple that might work for one baby might not work for your baby. And so I would recommend getting like some kind of starter set or some kind of, you know, maybe four bottles or so. It really is up to you, your storage capacity in your kitchen. I just wouldn't go out and get like an immense amount of one certain type just because you don't know if it's going to work for you. I mean, I do think that there are companies like Lansano. I, I, you know, I worked for Lansano, but before I worked for Lansano, 
I also did a lot of trial and error. And what, you know, the nipples that my daughter took were the ones, you know, were different than the ones that my son took. And what I liked about when I started working at Lanceno, my son was having a little bit of a hard time taking a nipple. I tried the nipples that Lanceno had, natural wave nipples. I didn't just take their word for it because I'm a mom and I'm, I really I just don't want to take anybody's word for anything when it comes to my baby. But I tried enables the baby to use the same wave-like motions. The difference is it, it enables the baby to use the actions instead of the nipple, which is an inanimate object, doing something. Like the nipple can't do anything. It, it needs, the baby needs to stretch it out. The baby needs to use those same actions. So, you know, you want to try to avoid any pitfalls like nipple confusion or things like that. So looking for a nipple that has been tested with breastfed babies is really important. Gina, I don't know if you remember this, but it had been over a year ago now. I saw you when we were chatting at uh, the ABC Kids Expo, and I was telling you that my twins were not, they were refusing to take a bottle. And up to that point, I had pretty much just breastfed on demand. I had a flexible enough schedule to do that. And I remember you gave me, no joke, I'm not lying, and that she's not paying me to say this, <laughs> but she gave me these bottles. No, it's totally true. I remember. Yes. I specifically remember the conversation. Yes. And you gave gave me some to test and that was the only bottle that my girls would take was this natural wave nipple. Changed it forever. It, it did. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. When, you, when your baby will finally take a bottle, in my case, babies right. that were so demanding, it was the only thing that they would use. Shannon, did you ever bottle feed using breast milk with your kiddos? I did. So I found um, the system that would allow me to pump directly into um, a, a bag that goes into the freezer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And then you thaw that bag out and you pop it into this little thing and pop a nipple oh, onto yeah. it. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I love this system. Gabriella hated the nipple that came with the system. Oh. So I was oh, like, no. oh my goodness. I'm like, I can't use my <laughs> right, gadget. Right, right, right. I had to have this. It, <laughs> you know? So I ended up with these bottles that they're glass. I love glass. Um, and they had this like blue thing inside that was supposed to help reduce gas. Mm-hmm. And you know, the nipple was really slow for her. I, um, you know, I was lucky that neither of my kids had nipple confusion. Wherever the food was coming from is where they would take it. Um, the only thing with Gabriella, she would not take a bottle from me. So I would. She mm. wanted it straight from the tap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She would not that. take a bottle from me. I really love the idea of being able to pump into a bottle and take a shower and empower my husband to be like, hey, you're in charge. Feed right, the baby. Right, 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 right. Gina, I, I've seen um, when sort of researching all the different bottle types, there's plastic, there's glass. Are there pros and cons to this material? You know, honestly, with the type of technology that we have nowadays with plastic, they're very sturdy. They're very light. Um, and it's important now, you know, we all know about BPA and, you know, the plastic that was, you know, the, the, the chemicals that were leaching into liquids and we all did away with BPA, which was hugely important. Um, you know, BPS is now another thing that they're talking about in Europe that hasn't necessarily made its way over here, but BPS is what they were using to replace BPA. And now people are saying, well, okay, okay. So BPA is done. How about BPS? So, you know, looking for plastics that are staying on top of safety, making sure that there aren't any chemicals that are being, you know, used in there that can leach into your breast milk. So that's all really important. Glass is really good for, you know, milk is fatty and the cream that happens, there's a separation that happens. You know, sometimes the milk's more like skim milk, sometimes it's like 2%, and sometimes it's like whole, really nice, creamy milk. 
that cream and that fat can stick to the sides of bottles. It tends to not stick as much to glass as it does to plastic. But one of the things you can do is you can just put the cap on, tip it over, and then eventually all the droplets will, you know, fall to the sides. So it really is a preference. Um, you know, a lot of the glass now are it's shatterproof, so that's a huge, huge benefit. I, I, I was always nervous about glass because when my kids were babies, it wasn't, I, I couldn't find a shatterproof glass that didn't weigh like 10 pounds. You know, it's a matter of preference. There's a really nice offering out there, whether it's plastic or with, um, with glass. Great. So when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about bottles and the baby registry. We will be right back. Welcome back. Today we're discussing how to choose baby bottles and nipples for your breastfed baby. Certified lactation counselor Gina Chanye from Lansano is our expert. Some bottles claim to reduce gas and colic. I think Shannon mentioned that earlier when she was trying out some bottles. So is that even possible and, and how would that work? Yeah, it's absolutely um, possible and it's something that is definitely an issue with babies. And there are there's several reasons why babies get gassy, yeah, they have burps. They have tummy distress, gurgly tummy, um, and also colic, which we don't even know scientifically exactly what the definition of colic is, but loosely what it is, is cranky baby, crying lots, really uncomfortable, sad little baby who wants to be walked around like constantly. So it's really important to know, you know, like positioning has a lot to do with um, baby gulping in air, and that's really what's ending up happening. And baby is is gulping in air, unable to swallow it, and then that's where the upset tends to happen. So there are a lot of different options. A lot of, I would say, the majority of the bottles out there today, whether it's for breastfed babies or non-breastfed babies, do have some type of air ventilation system. Um, they they have to anyway because you can't just have a completely sealed bottle. You need the airflow to be going in and going out as baby is sucking on the the nipple. So reviews on these types of things are really important for mother moms. And, you know, really looking at the different options that you have available. There are some bottles that, you know, do have very intricate systems. Um, Intricate systems also translates into many different parts many parts that need to be cleaned. So take all that into consideration. There are some nipples that actually have the ventilation system in the nipple, um, which really is a super duper glorified hole. And it's just the way that that hole is cut. Um, You know, the natural wave nipple, for example, is one of the examples of a nipple that has the hole in the nipple and was clinically proven and tested that it does reduce the amount of air intake, which can reduce fussiness burping, gassiness, and tummy upset. I've seen too, like there's so many different shaped bottles. I've seen kind of like the long thin ones, and now they even have round ones that sort of look like a breast. So can you talk us through maybe the different shapes and the differences of those? Yeah, to be honest with you, what I was talking about a little while ago with, you know, nipples and how they're shaped, and it really is about how the baby is going to react to that nipple, how the baby is going to be able to, you know, work with that nipple. The shapes of the bottles honestly have more to do with the parent than with the baby. Um, You could have a situation where, you know, really early in the beginning, if a mom, you know, if a baby's in the NICU, for example, and mom is pumping and she needs to get milk out for her baby, she's already stressed. She's already, you know, probably really nervous. 
And if she's pumping, that early milk is really thick and really dense, but it's not going to be gushing. So having a really small little container that the hospital would give to you can be really reassuring when you have to only fill two ounces out of a four-ounce bottle as opposed to two ounces out of an eight-ounce bottle. That can look like you're a total failure. And of course, you're not a failure. But it's one of those things where, you know, managing expectations is important. So in the beginning, what a lot of moms find helpful, if they're pumping in the first couple of weeks, if they have to, you know, having a smaller ounce bottle, like a four ounce or, you know, five ounce, it can be really helpful because she's like, oh my gosh, I saw half a bottle. I'm so excited. Um, and then when baby gets older and they start drinking more, okay, yeah, have a five ounce or an eight ounce bottle. Um, but really the shape and the feel and the ease of holding it really has more to do with the parent. Even as the baby gets older and wants to hold the bottle themselves, a round bottle is not going to make them think it's the breast. It's, it's a hard plastic something. They know that it's not the squishy, you know, breast that they're used to, you know, holding. So, you know, there's a reason why there's design and color and all of those things. It's because we like as consumers to, to have cute things. Um, and that's okay. That's all right. Just as long as the nipple on top is the one that actually works. Gotcha. I really actually like that tip about the uh, mental shift when you see you fill a, a smaller bottle because I remember yeah. getting discouraged when I'd pump. I knew when I would breastfeed, she always, my kids would always feel, you know, seem full and satisfied, but pumping would always discourage me because I felt like I got less and it was like just a little tiny bit at the bottom of the bottle. But if the bottle would have been smaller, it would have <laughs> yeah. been like, yes. And I think we need all the encouragement that we get. That's a really good point you bring up because just like a baby getting milk, express breast milk from a bottle is never going to be the same as, you know, baby to breast. A pump is tricking your body into thinking it's a baby to let the milk out. That's that's literally all a pump is. And pumps are amazing and they're really good tools because they help, you know, keep your milk supply going and if you're apart, all those things. But a lot of times moms will say, I am so worried that my baby's not getting enough because my baby seems fine after a feeding, like you just said. But then when I pump, I only pump two ounces out. Well, that's because your body is super smart and knows that's not a baby. You know, I, I remember um, after my twins were born, they were born at 35 weeks and they weren't quite latching. We were doing a lot of skin to skin, but they weren't really, you know, getting a lot of breast milk out. And so I decided to do a lot of pumping for them, at least for the first two months. I think it was almost exclusively pumping. Like when I went to see my lactation consultant, we would put them to breast and try to make it work. But uh, I was pretty much pumping in the very beginning and I had a hospital grade pump. You know, speaking of being able to like pump right into bottles, that's kind of what it was. And it was a two ounce bottle on either side so it was a double pump um and you know either side and it went right into the bottle and I remember just always feeling so good (laughs) that I could fill up pretty quickly and now I was doing this every two hours right right? but I could fill up you know these two ounce bottles and I remember you know when I was pumping later just feeling like oh good it's like a five or six ouncer and you know not enough in my mind not enough was going in it was just a mental thing though it's amazing how your yeah. self-esteem is attached. I experienced that. I, ex- I mean, with both my kids because they're both C-sections. So I was like, I did not have my vaginal birth that I planned on both times. I am going, like breastfeeding is going to be my thing that I do amazingly well. You know, so with Brie, she would nurse on one side. I would pump the other side. And um, I did not do that with Emerson. But he's so big that like, I, I guess I have more milk because I can sit down at any point and pump eight ounces. 
And that was, he's going to be four months this week. So now my supply has started to like level off a little bit more. I've yeah. backed off the pumping because, you know, busy. Now when I pump, I'll get like four ounces. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it totally messes yeah. with my milk. Like, <laughs> and moms are so hard. You know? We're so hard on ourselves anyway. Yeah. And that's just one more thing sometimes. So, so I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Now, Gina, are there accessories that are important to register for in conjunction with the bottles? I know there's sterilizers, warmers, drying racks. I mean, there's a slew of products. Are there anything that's really recommended to go along with them? As far as accessories go, anything that you think will make you feel better about being efficient. Like if you just hate washing dishes, I hate washing dishes. (laughs) And I... I, I hated washing the pump parts and the bottle bottles when I would get back from work because I just got back from work and I have the baby and I want to nurse the baby and then like pretend to think about dinner. And <laughs> so anything that you see that you think is going to be like, yes, I think there's a place for that. My only recommendation is you're going to have a lot of gear going on. People do like buying things and that's super fun. But you might get to a point where you're like, okay, in theory, that awesome, huge drying rack seems great, but I don't have the space for it. So the must-have could turn into a really big pain if you're just not sure. So what I recommend is get what, put on your registry whatever you think is going to be cool and that you think, yes, that drying rack, but keep it in the box. see where you sort of land with all the presents and everything. And, you know, you're going to have family members recommending things. And I think it's a little overwhelming sometimes when you go in with a zapper gun and you go to register and you're like, I want this and I want that and I want that. (laughs) But you really don't need a gadget for absolutely everything. And if it's going to take more time to learn how to use it or to like clean something when you could just use your hands and soap and water, those are things that you're just not going to have the luxury of, you know, even five extra minutes sometimes. Right. If you're traveling or outside of home, you might not even have those gadgets. You're going to, chances are, have to learn how to do some things without them anyway. Exactly. (laughs) At some point. Yeah. My mom laughed at me. She's like, you've got all this stuff. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, well, how do you sterilize bottles? She's like, boil them. (laughs) You need need water and a pot. pot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are are you doing on this counter? I was like, that's my drying rack. It's, it looks like flowers. Isn't it cool? And she's like open the dishwasher and put the bottles in upside down there you go yeah thanks gina for joining us today for more information about gina as well as information about any of our panelists visit the episode page on our website this conversation continues for members of our preggy pals club after the show gina is going to discuss some tips for breast milk storage options Hi, Preggy Pals. I'm Lisa Drexman, fitness expert and chief founding mom of Stroller Strides, a fitness program for moms and babies. Today, I am here to answer some of your most common questions when it comes to exercise and pregnancy. Today, I'm going to answer when it's time to discontinue exercise, when you're getting warning signs that maybe exercise isn't right and that you should seek medical advice. Overall, pregnancy is not a state of sickness, and as long as you don't have any contraindications, you should be able to exercise throughout your pregnancy, but it is very important to talk to your doctor. With a good program and a well-designed program, you should be able to exercise really all throughout each trimester, but it is very important that you do know some of the warning signs when you're need to stop exercise during pregnancy. So I'm going to list some of those. If you experience any of these at 
any stage of your pregnancy during exercise, please do discontinue and check in with your doctor. These signs include bleeding, labored breathing, which is prior to the exertion of the exercise, premature labor, dizziness, any severe abdominal pain, feeling unusually tired. I mean, I know we're all tired throughout pregnancy, but if it seems like anything more extreme, headache, chest pain, muscle weakness, calf pain or swelling, decreased fetal movement, or amniotic fluid leakage. Now, none of these things are things that you absolutely have to panic. Take it a step at a time, stop exercising, see how you feel, and just give your doctor a call and decide if it's something that you need to come in for. Now, there are certain absolute contraindications which say you absolutely should not be exercising during pregnancy. And they include things like heart disease and lung disease, some other things like placenta previa. Talk to your doctor. They will certainly let you know if you have any of these contraindications. We want you to exercise safe, exercise smart, and have a wonderful, wonderful pregnancy. I do hope you visit strollerstrides.com for more great information on how to stay fit throughout pregnancy and parenthood. And be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great prenatal fitness tips. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Newbies, for postpartum moms during baby's first year, Parent Savers for parents with infants and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.